0: Oh, I firmly believe that we are more than conquerors and that we can trust God, that He always leads us in triumph, always leads us in triumph. But you know what? There's one battle that we can never win, and that is we will never be able to be friends with everyone. We will never be able to be popular with everyone. There will be people that like us. There will be people that love us. There will be people that tolerate us. Um, and there will be people that despise us and there will be people that hate us. We can never win the contest of popularity with everyone. It's just not, it's not something we can win, nor is it a battle that we should partake in. Hey, hey, welcome back to Kingdom Increase with Amanda Hall. I'm Amanda Hall, wife to Rodney, mom to Cecily. And I pastor Kingdom Increase Church in Jerseyville, Illinois with my husband, Rodney. I am so glad you're here and we are going to hit life's issues with Heaven's Perspective today. And we're talking about the popularity contest. (laughs) As much as we would like to think that this doesn't take place, uh, in the church, it actually does you see it all the time. You see people trying to win influence with certain people trying to get hooked up in certain circles and trying to you know um get the names and the numbers of certain people and try to get on certain people's platforms and 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 all of that kind of stuff right and so, but can I just tell you this is an unwinnable? um contest. It's an unwinnable challenge. It should be something we should actually never um partake in. And so, I want to jump into what this what the scripture um says, but let let me lead it off with this this um truth is that there are people that God has designed you to do life with right in the book of acts in chapter 4 after peter and john had been arrested and then brought up before um the ruling authorities um, there in jerusalem and were charged not um to preach um jesus anymore um and then they finally let him go and when they let him go it says they they returned to their own company right to their own company of other believers and let them told them everything that happened to them right and they prayed together hallelujah and then they were all uh, just uh, um supernaturally filled to overflow with the spirit of god it shook the place amen it was powerful but they returned to their own company and can i tell you for every single one of us there are people that God has chosen for us to do life with. People who will love us and like us, right? We're called as believers to love um, everyone, but there's a difference between loving someone and liking someone in the sense that just people that will just enjoy being around you, enjoy doing life with you, enjoy um, your interesting little um, personality um, you know, idiosyncrasies and likewise you with them. Amen. And I think the problem happens. This is what I found. And I found, you know, for myself, I found this uh, a long time ago for myself. And I realized it was, it was a battle I could never win. It was a losing battle. And, and the other part is it's it's not just as a losing battle in the sense that you'll never be able to be popular, loved, liked um, by everybody, but it's also a losing battle in the sense that you lose who you are. Because one of the things that I found in trying to make everyone like me, I actually make less people like me (laughs) than if I just, you know, in trying to accommodate what I think is going to make other people um, pleased with me actually just makes more people not like me. It's better for me to just be me. It's better for you to just be you. Amen. And I'm not saying that for each of us, there's not work that needs to be done over the years. The Lord has done a tremendous work on my personality because I've made in the image of God and recreated in that image when I made Jesus Christ, my personal Lord and savior. But the fruit of the spirit of God has been working in me since that moment. Right. And what is that fruit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So those things continue to increase. So as they continue to increase in manifestation in my life, there's a lot of improvement in my personality. It doesn't mean I lose who I am. It doesn't mean I lose my personality. It's just my personality is now able to be better used on the positive side, better use the way God intended for it to be used. Amen. And so don't try to, don't lose yourself in trying to please everybody, but also don't be a jerk. You know what I mean? That, that's the other thing. Well, that's just who I am. No, that's not. Some people are just flat out jerk. That's not, you are that way because you choose to be that way because you've got some issues that you have not released um, to the Lord. Amen. It's not because that's just who you are. But, you know, there are things that have to be tended to um, in in our lives. And we can't just go around being an old sourpuss and being mean and a jerk and an A-rated donkey's butt to everybody we come in contact with. And that's just who I am. And they're just going to have to put up with it. You can't be like that. That's not going to, because the Bible says as far as it it is, as it concerns you to the best of your ability, live at peace with everyone. And like I was just saying, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. You know, I some Christians, you take a look at them there's not one ounce of joy operating in their lives. I wonder if they even know God. Peace, patience, patience. That means patience with other people too. Kindness gentleness faithfulness and self-control you know you don't have to be a jerk you might want to be a jerk but you don't have to be (laughs) amen and you can be kind and you can be gentle you know Um, now I'm not saying there isn't a time that you have you you need to be harsh but harsh can still be gentle in the sense of, of the nature of Jesus if you look at Jesus There was never, there, there has never been a perfect man other than Jesus that walked this earth. And boy, in his gentleness, he struck down religion and wickedness every time you turned around. <laughs> so, you know, don't also don't give me that religious nonsense either, because I, I just, you know, that's where people, they, they, what would Jesus do? I, one, most people would say, well, well what, what would Jesus do? One, you obviously don't know because you wouldn't have to ask me that. Two, I wonder how much you've actually read the gospels and the light of the gospels and the word of God and not in your own little denominational religious um, color glasses, right? Because if you stop to look at it, it's, it's not like Jesus was just, you know, you, you got to, you got to recognize, well, you know what we need to be, but there's no way you will never be able to be popular with everybody. You will never be liked and loved by everybody, but there is a company of believers and I'm talking within the body of Christ here. I'm not, we obviously know the world is going to hate us, right? We know um, that by scripture. And I'm going to just unload several scriptures here just to back all this up. And I just felt I wanted to start here because you need to understand that you are not alone because that is a trap of isolation that the enemy will try to get believers in. Well, people just don't understand me. Um, no, you actually don't. You You don't take time to make friends with people. And so you don't take time to be a friend. You're more concerned about other things and um you know so don't don't be like that either people willingly isolate themselves and say people just don't understand them you know there is a company of people um that God has for you that you can run with that you'll be the best that you can be they'll be the best that they can be you'll always pull the best out of them they'll pull the best out of you and when the best ain't coming out somebody's going to yank a chain in your hiney and (laughs) and help it help you change your attitude right (laughs) I'm thankful for those people um in my life you know that love me and the good and the bad and the ugly of me you know And so not that I tend to be ugly and not that it's my intention to be bad, um, you know, but every once in a while I may act in a way that I shouldn't. I'm not saying I intentionally set out to do that. And at this point in time, I can't actually pinpoint a time, any (laughs) time recently that that it's been like that. I'm just saying I'm I'm firmly aware, you know, of, of who I am. But I'm not so aware of who I am that I try to not be who I am in order to please everybody because one, you lose yourself, and two, you still cannot please everybody. You have to make up your mind and you have to believe this truth. You will never be able to please everyone. And I know as a leader, as a pastor, I know that there's no way I'm ever going to please everybody. And as great as I know our church is, and as much as I know we have what people need and people need what we have, I also know we are not a fit for everybody, right? Um, we are not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> I am not everybody's cup of tea, right? And so, and I'm perfectly okay with that. That doesn't make me less, but also it doesn't make me right and them wrong. Come on now. Many times we, well, well well, God's for me. Yeah, well, if they're a born again believer and living according to the word of God, he's also for them. So don't forget that. We're, We're funny how we want to elevate ourselves sometimes like that. Just because we have some personality conflicts. I mean, that's just life, folks. You're always going to have personality conflicts with certain people. Some personalities just rub people the wrong way. You know, and then other people—they just flat out jealous. But here's the other side of that. Okay, one, like I said, you cannot—you, it's a losing battle to try to be popular and liked by everybody. One, you can't ever do it, and two, you will actually lose yourself attempting to make yourself likable to everybody um, that you come along. And then. The other thing, what was the other thing I wanted to say? <laughs> well, now I can't remember it. <laughs> It'll come back to me here. Uh, oh, yeah, no, here it is. Here's the other thing. Don't spend your time focused on those that you don't mesh with. And 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 this is a trap that the enemy will get you in because it was something he had me in a, several years back that I had to just take myself out of, Right. That you put your eyes on the haters and your focus is always on the haters. Don't focus on your haters, right? This is not a Taylor Swift song. right? My life is not a Taylor Swift song. There, yes, are people that don't like me. There are people that despise me, and I'm pretty certain there are people that hate me, but my focus is not on those people. See, this is where people lose the, the victory that they have in life, that they that they they lose their joy and they lose their peace because they're focused on the haters. They're focused on those that are always yakking their jaws in a peanut gallery, sitting in the cheap seats, aren't even in The game of life, but over there barking about you and what you're doing and how you're doing it wrong when they ain't doing nothing. Don't put your focus on those people. That is a distraction from the enemy. Take your eyes off the hate off the haters. Put your eyes on Jesus and put your focus on those whom God has made your company, the people you're called to run with, the people you're called to do life with, the people you're called to pursue the kingdom of God with. And if you it'll make life way better. And then your focus is. Is right, and then you, you it's just like you don't even notice the dogs barking. Like I can remember year years ago hearing Pastor Rodriana Brown say, Well, the dogs bark, but the caravan keeps moving, right? Who cares about them little yapping, you know, chihuahuas that are nipping at your ankles? They ain't nothing. All would take us one good stomp of my foot, and they'd be history. Now I'm not you know not um, promoting any kind of animal violence or any violence at all. But you see what I'm saying. My point is, who cares? Let them bark. Keep moving. If you keep moving before long, you're going to be out of the range of the bark, and You're not going to hear them. You're going to be out of the range quickly of their being able to nip at your ankles. So who cares? Take your eyes off the haters. But as long as you keep your eyes on them, then you're going to always be in the range. You're always going to hear their yapping, hear their barking, he- feel the nipping, just just ignore it and move on. Amen? Now let's just look at a few scriptures here. <laughs> this is important because I'm telling you, it's an unwinnable battle. It's unwinnable. You, it's, it's, you'll never be able to be popular, liked, and liked by everybody. You just won't. I mean, and as a believer, it's even more so. I'm just telling you. I mean, growing up as a kid, you realize not everybody likes you. And you could be the nicest, most meek individual, quiet, and everything, still people ain't going to like you, right? Um, you just see that. It's just how it is. But as a Christian, there's even other things. Because Jesus clearly said, he said, look, they ain't going to like you. They didn't like me, so they ain't going to like you. Trust me, right? He, he just told you, He told the disciples, that includes us. They're not going to like you. They didn't like me, and they aren't going to like you, all right? And so that's the reality. That's the world, and that's also the religious and so you just have to keep that in mind, but you just have to take your eyes off of the, those people first Thessalonians two verse four says, "For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news, our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts, you know, and then people then oftentimes people then they want to quote, there's a proverb that says, well, when you're when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies um, are at peace with him. That, that can be true, but you can't take that one verse out of the rest of the scripture that talks about how we're going to have people that aren't going to be pleased with us and say that's always the case. It is true that many times when we're walking with the Lord, even people that don't have the same beliefs, they aren't Christians, they don't necessarily, um, you know, uh, walk in the same way that we walk, they, they might be willing to to jump on board and help you in a certain situation because they can find a common ground. That is very, very true in a lot of things in life, right? But the reality is, is that we're here to please God. We're not here to please men. And Paul says, "For we speak as messengers approved by God. That's the reality. I'm approved by God. So it doesn't really matter whether other people approve of me or not. God approves me and God's entrusted me. He's the one that gave, it's his call on my life. This isn't Amanda Hall's call on my life, right? People want to say, well, you're a woman. A woman shouldn't, shouldn't be a a pastor. Whatever. Take it up with God. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where you get that nonsense. Well, the Bible says that women shouldn't, you know, hold this. um, You're wrong because you've got to understand what the, it's in those things you've got to understand where it's talking about husband and wife relationship versus just a a male and a female that are not in any kind of husband and wife relationship. Right. And, and people, I'm sorry. I mean, whatever in any way, I didn't answer this. I, this wasn't a call I made up for myself. All right. Whatever it is, what it is. I'm not here to please people and I'm sorry. People don't like it. It's not, it's, it's, I'm not sorry, actually. I'm not sorry people don't like it. Because it doesn't matter. I learned a long time, it doesn't even matter. It just it just doesn't even matter. Why? Because God's the one that's approved me. He's the one that's entrusted me. He It's his call on my life. It's his ministry, not mine. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. He knows what my motives are. So, you know, we have to get at this place in life, right? You, you've you got to get to the place where your whole purpose is to please God and not people. And in pleasing God, there will be people that will be pleased with you and there will be people that will come alongside of you and there will be people that you'll do life with and people that you will enjoy life with. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10. I mean, look, and, and there there are... There are really good, uh, you know, men of God, you know, I, they're in the vein of Christianity that we run in and the company of people that we run in, Rodney and I, you know, they believe in women in ministry, that they firmly believe in that. Now, there are some in that that do not believe a woman should be a head pastor, um, you know, in the church, although they do believe in women in ministry. You know, and that's fine. They, you know, and, and there's, I understand where they're coming from on that. You know, um, I never thought I was called to actually be a pastor. And then the Lord told me this is what I was going to do. Right. And people have to understand it. It's not, I'm not doing it alone. Rodney and I do it together, but people also have to understand that my call to ministry came long before Rodney and I were ever together. And if you think I'm going to take that and turn it over to him, because my call into the ministry was not a conference call, not even with Rodney. <laughs> he didn't even know me, right? Now, that doesn't mean, I mean, I don't step out and do anything in ministry without, you know, talking things over with Rodney first. So please don't don't misunderstand me here. I'm just saying, I think that any good man in ministry that's married knows that their ministry, they ain't, they ain't a minister apart from their wife, right? I know in, in many places, it's just... It's just the man that's the pastor and the wife's just the pastor's wife. Well, whatever. (laughs) She's doing just as much work as you are. Ministering to the people and counseling the people. Her work may be different, but she's still doing it. So you do whatever, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not arguing with people over that nonsense. You know, it doesn't even matter. I'm here to please God. I'm just doing what he's called me to do. You know, at any rate. Galatians 1, chapter 10, or Galatians 1, verse 10. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of of people, but of God. Listen to this. I love this. Obviously, this is Paul. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Bam. (laughs) If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. You have to realize this. There comes a time, again, I'm not saying you should be mean, you should be hateful, you should be intentionally abrasive to people. I don't believe that. I think, I think that's wrong, personally. I'm just saying that it no matter, there's people that you're going to come up against in life. It doesn't matter whether you're a total opposite personality of mine or not. There are people that you will come in contact with in life that will not like you. And it does not matter what you do, what you say, how you do it or how you say it. They're just not going to like you. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God, if pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. I was talking earlier, you know, with Peter and John. When they had been arrested and were set before the council there in the temple, and and they they say to them in, in Acts 4, 19 and 20, but Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you? Obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. And then if you go over to Acts 5 and verse 29, so but Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. We must obey God rather than any human authority. Amen. There's this reality. We have to come to this. I'm telling y'all, so many people have lost themselves because they're trying to fit into the mold of certain people. Like, you know, you'll, you'll see preachers and, and they sound just like another preacher, right? And look, there's always going to be some similarities because if you're raised up under somebody, that anointing and the way they operate in anointing is going to be, is going to be a portion of that is going to be a, 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 a portion to you, impartate or imparted to you. That's just the reality of it. But you can't lose your individuality. You're still going to be you, right? You're not supposed to be um just an echo of somebody else. You're supposed to be genuinely, uniquely you. The original is always more valuable than a copy. Don't be a copy of somebody else. Honor people and learn from them and 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 see things that work, right? I can remember uh, Pastor Rodney, uh, Howard Brown, talking about how he, you know, years ago, he, he would sit and listen. I think it was Pastor Rodney who was saying this. He would watch altar calls of people like, you know, uh, Dr. Billy Graham and, and, and certain ministers. He would watch their altar calls over and over and over because he knew altar calls for salvation were absolutely essential and that you wanted to nail that. For the glory of God, right? And then so as he do that, then God would develop that in him. You know, and so there's nothing wrong with looking at people and imitating things that you see that work and allowing the Spirit of God to meld that in to you and your personality and your way of doing it. But not one of us are meant to be just a copy of somebody else. <clears throat> um, in Proverbs 29 in verse 25, it says the fear of man is a trap, right? It's a trap. You'll never, and, and ultimately, when you're trying to be a people pleaser, that you're, you're always in a popularity contest, you know, um, trying to, you know, butter up to the big names so that you can try to get somehow connected, you know, there or whatever. You know, when, you, you, when you're trying to do that, that's really a fear of man, and it's a trap. You'll never get out of that. You can't walk away from that. It will not help you. It will not help you at all. Right. And it doesn't matter what realm of life that you're in. It does not matter. You know, I, I've grown up. I grew up in a small town, really small town, still live in a small town. I mean, the, the town that our church is in is 8,000 people. That's the town, you know, and then there's the County around. It's not like, it's not like it's big. You know, and the one thing I learned really early on as a a child, especially a teenager, I began to see it. You know, there was always that good old boys club. Like if your name, if your name had been in that county or that town for 150 years, you could practically get away with murder. (laughs) Right. There were things. It was the good old boys club. You know, everybody just fell into this vein. You know, and if you didn't fall into that, then you know, you could all find yourself in trouble even if you really didn't do anything or you, you never felt like you were at home or, or fit in there, you know, and that's the reality of it. And it's no different in life, in, in business and work and all of that. You're going to find in certain places you just don't fit in. And again, my, my, my point isn't to focus in on this, the negative and, and the people you don't fit in on, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to focus in on that, but, you do have to come to the realization that you just don't fit in everywhere. And some people just aren't your people. <laughs> you know? But there are people that are your people. And the fear of man is a trap. And it will get you every single time. You'll you'll never be able to be yourself, you know? And like I said earlier, one one of the things you have to to recognize is that any time you try to do everything you can to be liked by people, you lose a lot of yourself. It says the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever leans on trust in and puts his confidence in the Lord is safe and set on high. God will promote your life. He doesn't need any man to do it, right? He'll promote your life. Just honor him. Put your trust in him. Lean in him. Have confidence in him and allow him to bring Promotion. Allow him to exalt you and exalt your life and make it significant at just the right time. Amen. Luke chapter 6 and verse 26 says, Woe to you when everyone speaks fairly and handsomely of you and praises you. For even so their forefathers did to the false prophets. Yeah. It says woe to you. That's actually not a good thing when everybody speaks well of you. You know, I was thinking about a situation recently and someone, someone had passed and someone I known had gone to the funeral and, you know, made comment about how many people were there, you know? And, you know, I mean, that's a testament um, to the, the people that knew him, but I also know that that person lived a life of hell, a life of hell. So just because a lot of people on earth show up to your funeral, doesn't mean your life made an eternal positive impact. I'm not saying it didn't make any positive impact. I'm just saying, what are you measuring your life by? What does it gain a man to lose the world or to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I'm just saying, you know, that might look good to people, There were so many people at at that funeral. Well, great. Do you actually think the man ended up in heaven? Do you think the whole life lived to serve his flesh and everything that was opposed to the word of God, the man ended up in heaven? So does it really matter if a lot of people were there? I'm just saying, you know, and I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead. I'm just making a point, right? We have, to, we have to come to this reality. What are we living for? Is your purpose to please God or to please man? Is your purpose to have a whole bunch of people show up in your funeral? <laughs> or is your purpose to be greeted by Jesus? Well done, my good and faithful servant. You know? Look, um, like I said here in Luke uh, 6, 26, it says, Woe to you when everyone speaks fairly and handsomely of you and praises you for even so their forefathers did to the false prophets. Think of that. Even nowadays, there are people that I know, that I've known a long time, that knew me after I was called into to to ministry, knew I was called to ministry, could see the anointing on my life before Rodney and I were married, and then even when we were married, And, and to that point in time, Supported me. But as soon as I stepped into pastoring, they didn't think that's what I was supposed to do and didn't support me. But they'll support other people that don't live a life because, you know, that honors God in a way that I do. Because they put a nice scripture on Facebook. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. You know, you see what I'm saying? Why? Because they think they they had the whatever on that. No, you're not God. You didn't call me. And I'm sorry that you don't understand it. You see what I'm saying? I'm not here to please people. I'm here to please God. And woe to you when everyone speaks fairly and handsomely of you and praises you. For even so their forefathers did to the false prophets. James chapter 4 and verse 4. You know, I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to minister the word. Uh, to you, I, I do, it's my desire to, to just impart some kind of value to your life and to help you as I unfold the word of God and in all kinds of categories. And I'm not saying that I know everything in all these, um, subjects because I don't, but I do tell share with you what I, the things that I do know and the things that the Lord has revealed to me. <clears throat> In James chapter 4 and verse 4. And it really is my honor. To sh- I love sharing the Word of God. Hopefully one day I'll be able to meet you in person. Hopefully I'll be able to preach and teach the Word someplace where you go to church or, you know, whatever. So just to be able to meet you in person and have that opportunity. James 4.4. 4, you adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world... You make yourself an enemy of God. You make yourself an enemy of God. You're either going to be a friend of God or you're going to be a friend of the world, but you can't be both. You can't be both. Again, I'm not saying you should be mean. (laughs) Obviously, we're supposed to love people. God so loved the world. And if we love people, then we're going to speak the truth. We're going to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Give them an opportunity for eternity with the Lord. Amen. And to walk and live a life on this earth that will honor him. So don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. And Proverbs eighteen twenty-four says this. The man of many friends a friend of all the world will prove himself a bad friend. It's just impossible. You can't be friends with everybody. Everybody can't like you, nor will everybody like you, and you can't, nor will you like everybody. And if you pretend like you do, you're a liar. It's impossible. I don't care. I'm not saying you have to be mean to people, and I'm not saying that doesn't mean you wouldn't help them if there's some way that you can. I'm just saying don't tell me that you like everybody. Because I know better than that, it is impossible to do that. <clears throat> Let me close with this, Psalm 147:11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who reverently and worshipfully fear Him, and those who hope in His mercy and loving kindness. I'm here to please the Lord. My purpose is to please the Lord. Not to make friends with the world. Not to have a lot of people show up my, at my funeral. <laughs> and if they do, which, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping the rapture happens before then and I won't even need to have a funeral. And even if even if it doesn't, I pro- I'll probably tell my family I don't want a funeral. Because my what honors my life is when people receive the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and make Jesus Christ a personal Lord and Savior and begin to walk as a disciple of his. That's what I love to see. That's, I I like to see my life making an impact in life while I'm here, while I'm alive on people who are alive. Amen. And so remember, it's an unwinnable battle, the popularity contest. You'll never be liked, loved, celebrated by everyone, but there is a company of people that God will place you in, a family in the body of Christ that He'll connect you with, where you will be cel- celebrated. It's, you won't be tolerated, you'll be celebrated, where people will want to be around you, where you'll want to be around them, where you'll bring the best out of them, and they'll bring the best out of you, and they'll spurn you on to good works and love, and you'll spurn them on to good works and love. And you all, everybody will, and will grow up together in oneness of faith, and one spirit, amen, all for the glory of God, for the increase of the kingdom. And so, you know, just remember, just remember, it's okay if people don't like you, because that's, if, if everybody likes you, that is not a good sign. Father, I thank you for every person that takes a time out of their day to connect with you and me through this podcast, Kingdom Increase with Amanda Hall. I pray your blessing upon them. I pray an increase in this word. As this word was sown, I pray that it returns back to them a hundredfold, Father. And if they have not yet found their company, those people, that church, that that body you want them to be in where, where they're supposed to be planted, I pray, Father, that you would point it out to them very quickly, that they would be willing to step out of the boat, and, and and go into the unknown so that you can show them where they need to be, that company of believers that will cause them to flourish and that they will also be one that will help them flourish too. I give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. amen.